The Boston Bruins made history last night by failing to score a goal despite recording 52 shots on net. Going to talk about last night's loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, as well as on YouTube, so please do smash that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode, especially now as we are heading towards the playoffs. It's crazy to think that it is already April 22nd. The Bruins only have five games remaining on the regular season schedule, and you can get all the latest on the black and gold by joining me every day here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Make it your hashtag first listen. Now, if you're on Twitter, you can find the podcast at Bruins. You can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Last night, the Boston Bruins were in Pittsburgh, and they fired 52 shots on Casey DeSmith, only to be shut out by a score of 4 to nothing. As a Scott McLaughlin of WEEI noted here this morning, never in the Bruins' 98-year history had they landed 50 or more shots on goal and been shut out. And you might think it was just a matter of uh, bad luck, things not quite going the Bruins' way, and that certainly was part of it. However, there's also a measure of Boston just not being able to generate high-quality chances on DeSmith. They kind of made it a bit easy for him to record this shutout. At 5-on-5, through the first uh, two periods, the Bruins had 30 shots on goal, but only three high-danger chances. Uh, they had a total of six high danger chances in the third period to give them a 9-8 advantage over the Penguins uh, at 5-on-5 play. In all situations, over the course of the game, they had a 12-11 advantage, nine high danger chances in the third period compared to just three over the course of the first 40 minutes. By then, the game was pretty much already over. Uh, Jake Gensel had scored two of his eventual three goals. The Penguins were up 3-0, and that's kind of when score effects begins to come into play, where the team that is behind really pours it on, attempting to 
tie the game. Whereas the team that's ahead doesn't necessarily sit back, but they kind of go more into uh, defend mode. Now, the Bruins clearly frustrated uh, in this one. Every single player in the lineup recorded at least one shot on goal. Brad Marchand with eight shots on goal to lead the way. And he was visibly frustrated on the bench. You could see um, Patrice Bergeron kind of wrapping his arm around him, trying to get him to calm down. Not really what you want to see with the playoffs just right around the corner. You'd want to see uh, them firing on all cylinders. You want to see confidence. You want to see the puck going in the net. You want to see some wins. The Bruins have now lost... I believe four of their last six games. Uh, Jeremy Swayman made 28 saves. Uh, the Bruins had won two in a row, backed by Jeremy Swayman coming into this game. But uh, overall, they've lost four of six. They're heading into a back-to-back situation coming up on the weekend, which we'll talk about here in a moment. Uh, but yeah, just not exactly what you want to see from the Bruins uh, on this night. Uh, The second goal in particular came against the Bruins after they had reeled off the first 10 shots of the second period. That one was kind of a backbreaker, and you really need your goalie to step up and make a save at that point. And Bruins coach Bruce Cassidy kind of said that that's the save you need in this type of game. And from that point, they pushed a little bit, uh, and he called that a game-changing moment. The Bruins gave DeSmith credit for sure. He made a lot of good stops, but the Bruins need to finish better, Cassidy said. They've been struggling to score here the last little bit. Uh, They got away with it the last couple games where the Bruins were playing very well defensively. They got some good saves and then some timely goals to put them over the top. Last night, uh, they did not get it. And, you know, with just five games remaining on the schedule, Boston's goaltending is a little unsettled at the moment. Uh, We'll talk about that more here uh, in a moment. But first, a quick word about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. I particularly like the Puffs. They are a protein-infused marshmallow bar covered in 100% chocolate, and uh, they're really quite delicious. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie flavors. Uh, They're all covered in 100% real chocolate, but they're low-calorie, low-sugar, low-carbs, and high in protein. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every single time right now locked on boston bruins listeners can go to built.com use promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your order that's promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com i want to thank you so much again for making locked on boston bruins your first listen every day for your next listen 
check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's a nightly recap of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Now, Jeremy Swayman had appeared to put his recent struggles behind him over the past week, but Thursday night's game against the Penguins put a bit of a shadow over his ability to carry the team in the playoffs. Uh, Olmark had been playing his best hockey of the season before he got hurt last week. Hasn't played since. He is expected to return this weekend. And I would expect we'll see both goalies playing with a back-to-back situation coming up a game against the New York Rangers at home on Saturday afternoon, followed by a Sunday evening game against the Montreal Canadiens. Now, on a bit of a positive note, it was impressive that the Bruins got 50 shots on goal, uh, 52 to be exact. Very unlikely that they would be shut out in that situation once again. Uh, David Pasternak, Hambus Lindholm, likely to return sooner than later, hopefully over the weekend. And um, that will only boost both the forward group, the power play, as well as uh, the defense. But, you know, if you run into a hot goalie in the playoffs, say the Rangers move up to the first spot in the Metro, Boston stays in the first wildcard spot, you know, not being able to break through against Igor Shesterkin could be uh, a real downer for the Boston Bruins for sure. At 5-on-5 for the season, they are first in the NHL when it comes to shot differential, uh, a 57.51 Shot differential, 2,237 shots, 5-on-5 for the Bruins, 16-53 against. And that 16-53 is the fewest allowed around the NHL all season long. And they're second when it comes to total shots for. So they're first in that differential above the Calgary Flames above the Florida Panthers, who sit in second. Uh, Shot attempt differential, the Bruins are fourth. When it comes to um, high danger chance differential, the Bruins are first in the NHL. So in a game like last night, for example, um, they didn't generate a ton of high danger chances despite amassing 50 shots on goal, but they also limited the high-danger chances created by the Penguins. Unfortunately, Jeremy Swayman wasn't able to make those saves, but the Bruins, number one in the NHL, 5-on-5 in high-danger chance differential, 56.26. That's ahead of the um, Florida Panthers. New Jersey Devils are in third, interestingly, And that makes me think that if the Devils are able to find a goalie this offseason, they could be a pretty dangerous team next year. 
expected goals for the Bruins. Again, first overall, 5-on-5 in the NHL, 56.91 ahead of, again, the Florida Panthers. What's been their problem all season long is their finish. They have a 7.15 shooting percentage in 5-on-5 play, 31st ranked in the NHL. So it's quite, quite perplexing as to why they have top shot differential in the NHL, top high danger chance differential, top expected goal differential, but the second lowest shooting percentage, if that, I've been saying this all season long, if that were to correct itself, regress to the mean, which is around uh, looking at the 15th, 16th teams, it's about 8. 4-5%, uh, then the Bruins would really be onto something there. Um, but I've been saying that all season long. It hasn't happened. So it's just really confusing as to why they're not able to. I think a lot of people this morning talking about Andrew Kopp with a hat-trick last night. Uh, a player the Bruins didn't acquire before the trade deadline. He went to the Rangers. I mean, if you look at those goals, a lot of it was Artemi Panarin uh, setting those up. Would Kopp have gone on to the second line and getting this opportunity that he's getting in New York? That's hard to say. Uh, so that's kind of revisionist history, uh, early revisionist history, but uh, that's not something that... Uh, any fan base is immune from, per se. Now, with the loss last night, the Bruins remain two points ahead of the Washington Capitals for the first wildcard spot. The Capitals do have a plus 37 goal differential compared to Boston's plus 27. Boston's is the lowest Goal differential among playoff teams in the Eastern Conference. Um, they're also now three points back of the Lightning, who just completely tuned the Toronto Maple Leafs last night by a score of 8-1. to one. The Leafs without Austin Matthews, without Jack Campbell last night. But that uh, seems to set up a Toronto-Tampa series in round one, which will be incredibly intriguing. The Leafs trying to break through finally. Lightning, of course, going for the three-peat. And Steven Stamkos last night became the franchise-leading scorer, beating uh, out Martin St. Louis. Now, the Lightning play the Predators on Saturday, followed by the Panthers on Sunday. Then they have two games against the Blue Jackets and a game against the New York Islanders. So pretty easy three games. They might rest some guys. Uh, that game against Nashville, they're looking to hold on to the top spot. or sorry, to a wild card spot uh, at the moment. Uh, so they'll be hungry for sure. Uh, but at the moment, I would expect the Bruins to stay in a wild card spot. And I don't hate that, I don't think. Uh, I, I personally don't want them to play Toronto um, unless, you know, it's easy to say that now and then go ahead and watch 
the Leafs fold in the playoffs against the Lightning. And that's a missed opportunity. But um, right now, the Rangers, Hurricanes, both won last night. Hurricanes retaining the top spot because of the regulation wins tiebreaker. Uh, but the Bruins look to be in line to play one of those two teams in uh, in the playoffs. And uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see if they're able to break through and make good on these underlying numbers. Before we get to some other news and notes from around the NHL, quick word about betonline.net, your number one source for all betting stats and sports info. Find the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball, as well as the upcoming Stanley Cup playoffs. BetOnline is your continued source for all sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Some sad news in the NHL this morning as the Montreal Canadiens in the NHL announcing the passing of uh, legendary forward Guy Lafleur. Uh, just uh, incredibly sad news for you know any hockey fan. He was a very dynamic uh, player, uh, obviously part of the rival Montreal Canadiens. Uh, won back-to-back Hart Trophies in 77 and 78. Three straight Art Ross Trophies from 76 to 78. Uh, won the Conn Smythe in 77. And uh, a bit before my time, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1988. But one of the greats for sure. And uh, our condolences to uh, to Lafleur's family to uh, the Montreal Canadiens community, and um, yeah, just a, a big loss in hockey. There's been a lot lately, including Mike Bossy uh, just recently. Uh, one quick note about Patrice Bergeron, Pierre Lebrun on TSN last night, talking about Chris Letang and Patrice Bergeron, who are both unrestricted free agents this summer. Uh, LeBron said there's been fewer discussions between the Bruins and Bergeron than with Latang and the Penguins, but there's a willingness to be patient between the two sides. Bergeron and the Bruins agreed to hold off on contract talks until the end of the season. Uh, they want to see where Bergeron's at, um, would expect he wants to start his, or sorry, finish his career in Boston. The Bruins obviously want to keep him. And they will begin talking following the Stanley Cup playoffs, however far the Bruins are able to go. Um, you know, Canadians fans want to joke and say uh, he might sign with the Canadians with his former agent serving as general manager, but uh, I. I really can't see that happening. That would be just, uh, I don't want to say disgraceful, but certainly hard to swallow um, for sure. I think that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Friends, I hope you're all having a good week, ready for the weekend. 
what's going to happen around here? Well, I think my parents are coming to visit us, but they want to see the boys mostly, obviously. Um, I want to check out the next two episodes of Outer Range, which have you haven't seen that on Prime. It's kind of like a... Yellowstone meets Yellow Jackets, Ozark vibes, pretty interesting so far. Um, If you're not watching Tokyo Vice, I highly recommend that. It's a Michael Mann show on HBO Max about uh, gangs in Tokyo in the late 90s. And um, I finally caught up on the first two episodes of Better Call Saul. Amazing as always. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the final season shapes up for Better Call Saul. With there being a game on Saturday and Sunday, I'll probably jump on and do a quick bonus podcast over the weekend. So make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Really do appreciate all the support. Uh, You guys are awesome. And... uh, I shouldn't say you guys. You all are awesome. And uh, I really do appreciate all of you who listen regularly. It really does mean a lot. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. Talk to you probably sometime Saturday evening or Saturday morning. And uh, keep you up to date on all things black and gold here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Take care, friends.